It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello Spurs fans and welcome to this week's Spurs show. Um, my name is Kieran Brennan and don't worry, I haven't heard of me either. Um, I've got no idea why I'm presenting the show this week, except that clearly Mike Lee couldn't get anyone else. In fact, when he phoned me to ask me to do the job, I couldn't actually hear him over the sound of the bottom of the barrel being scraped. But <laughs> anyway, listen, we're here. And when I say we, I mean myself. And we've also got Simon Cantor. Hello. That's Simon. And we've got Mark Trainus as well. Hello. Now, I'm going to get these two gentlemen to establish their Spurs credentials by telling us who scored in the first Spurs game they ever went to see. So, Simon, you first. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful. They call him Frankie Saul. Frankie Saul. My goodness. Now, we're going back a bit, clearly. 1966. 90, and that was at Highbury. Oh, my word. Go tell the story. What were you doing at Highbury? Uh, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Jack. Lifelong Spurs fan, mother's brother. Come on, Simon, it's about time we got you down to see a Spurs game. Had a spare ticket. His own son, Gary, was unable to make it. So so I, I t- trotted along to see Spurs win 2-0 at Highbury. And it's never been better than that. <laughs> Except on my 21st birthday at Go Highbury, on. when we also won 2-1. Oh, John my, Duncan... My word. Well, we won 2-1. John Duncan scored at least one of the two goals. You've got some good Spurs memories. Mark, you? have some bad ones as well. <laughs> Uh, Martin Chivers scored twice and uh, it was Southampton in 1972 at White Hart Lane and remembered for one other thing Pat Jennings catching the ball one-handed You're both clearly much older than you look Anyway, let's get on Before we crack on with the Spurs show uh, I need to tell you about FanDuel You've all heard this before, but sit tight, we're going to go through it one more time. FanDuel is one-day fantasy football, where you select a team of Premier League players for a single round of fixtures, so you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch, and, if you're good enough, win money in one day. 
First up, you choose your contest. You can play for free or put your own money on the line for bigger payouts. Try the £5 fan favourite game with £6,000 of prizes to be won for the top 360 managers. Come on, you've got to be in among the top 360, you would think, wouldn't you? What you do is you pick your dream team. You have £100 million to spend, no subs, no captains, just 11 shirts to fill, and the perfect formation to find. Splash out on the dead certs or hunt out the hidden gems. As you can tell, I'm reading this, but I'm doing my best. Bear with me. It's the ultimate test of your football knowledge. FanDuel was designed by football fans like us and is powered by OptiStats. It's about much more than goals, assists, and clean sheets. Every pass, interception, every tackle, they've all got big implications. And, of course, we've got an offer for you. If you sign up with the promo code SPURSSHOW, then FanDuel will return your entry fee as free credit if you don't win. If you don't win cash in your first contest, apologies. And that's up to a tenner. So use the offer. Enter your team against ours. If you don't win cash, you'll get that entry fee returned as a credit so you can play again for free next week. So go to fanduel.co.uk, enter the promo code SPURSSHOW in the promo code promo code field and sign up to bag the offer. It's available in the UK only for those over 18. Please play responsibly. Terms apply. Now, speaking about playing responsibly, did we play responsibly at White Art Lane on Saturday, Simon? Oh, yes, of course we did. Kind of. Um, bad first five minutes, good rest of the first half. Somehow it lacked some edge and spark in the second half. Leicester played okay, but we seem to be the only team this season who's playing Leicester City the way that they were last season. Everybody else seems to have kind of figured them out. And for me, it, it felt a little too similar to the way that we set up against them last year. And the way they set up against us. Mark, I thought they were, it was very, they were very defensive. They came not to lose, didn't they? I, I think with Leicester this season, having lost all their away games, Ranieri was determined not to lose another one. And they came for a point, like most teams. And Tottenham of the last few years... We struggle against teams that come, just come and sit with 10 behind the ball. And if we don't score that second goal, it comes back and bites yeah. us on the backside. And to be honest, I don't think we ever really... I know we hit the crossbar twice, but never really felt like we were going to score that second no, goal. Did you feel there was a, just a lack of something, particularly in the second half? There was a period in the first half, 15, 20 minutes or so, where you know, it, there was a little bit of that kind of that urgency that we felt, that, that, that movement that we were seeing last season so consistently... Second half, it just felt a bit sluggish, a little bit. I agree. And, and I don't think you can put your finger on any one particular player having a bad game. Although, no. obviously, as fans, everyone does. Every Spurs fan I've spoken to since, oh, X had, didn't have a good game, Y didn't have a good game. I've heard Christian Eriksen's getting a lot of stick these days. Deli Alley's not as good as he used to be. God, imagine being written off that, that early. But I just felt there was just, as you just said, some just a little spark missing. But everybody played okay. Nobody you could single out as either good or bad. But... Mark? I, I, I agree with you. I, I, Ericsson is getting a lot of stick over his set pieces at the moment. It's, mm. it, it's very frustrating. There's a great big Harry Kane-sized hole in the, in, in, the, in the forward line, and that's not a criticism of Janssen, who, who works his socks off, um, but Kane is, is the focal point of, of, of that yeah, I saw a piece team. this morning that showed that we well we need to play differently when we've got Janssen. He's not Harry Kane. He's not a substitute. He needs the ball in different ways. Harry can pick the ball up anywhere and score. Janssen needs it at his feet facing the goal. If Janssen had a goal scorer alongside him, he'd be great because he holds the ball up so well. He's Doesn't so strong in the penalty area. Why did it take so long to bring on Nkudu? When GK came on in that last 10 minutes, I thought he started to transform it a bit. He was giving them problems. He was going past players. He, he looks quick and sharp. He, he worries defenders because he can get round the back of them. 
and we were looking a different outfit in that last five or ten minutes well a lot of my friends really hate Lamella which I don't but a lot of my friends really do and I thought we missed him on Saturday for exactly that reason because until Enkudu came on we had nobody running at them. Nobody. Yeah, but Lamella doesn't stretch anybody, does he? But uh, I think if you were playing against him, he's the sort of player that would just annoy you. L- Lamella is Marmite, though, to, to Spurs fans. He, he really is. Uh, you look at his stats, and I know you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. go too far into stats, and they're fantastic, yeah. but you watch him through 90 minutes, and there is an element of show pony about him. But I'm a fan. I, I like him. I, <laughs> I, I, he, he puts his foot in. He works hard, and, and he creates... I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, well, I, I, I'm the, possibly slightly the other side of the Marmite jar. I, I just don't think there's enough dynamism in, in Lamella. I, th- I, agree, I agree his stats are great, and obviously he plays those great passes that, that, that make, and every, every other game you'll see him do something, you think, oh, yeah, of course he's a good player. But it's that kind of lack of dynamism. There's a little bit of, in him, you know, I'm a bit of a Ronaldo, but, I'm, but he's not really, because <laughs> he doesn't have that kind of ability to go past people, to make that kind of inc- incision within a, within a defence. and the way it, You know, the physical incision, I appreciate he does that with passes. I agree with you. But My Kudu, brother has a great, uh, great expression. He calls, for, only for certain players, he calls them nonsense footballers, because obviously we all know what no-nonsense footballer <laughs> is, and... Uh, Leicester certainly had a couple of them at the back on, on Saturday. But so um, Lamella is the exact opposite of that. So he's a nonsense footballer. And uh, um, look, he wasn't even on the pitch or on the bench on Saturday. So we probably should move on from talking about him. But speaking of the bench, w- one of the big things at the start of this season was we all thought, oh, wow, look, we've got a squad now. We've got a squad. And then you see the bench we put out on Saturday. And it was it was children. It was women and children first, the bench, really, wasn't it? So, um, so. Our squad isn't actually as good as we thought it was because a couple of injuries and a suspension later and we're, you know, we're picking the kids. Yeah, we still don't have that other forward who can score a lot of goals. I mean, Son has kind of done something in the last few weeks. I'm not quite sure. Since the international break, since the City game, he seems to have just folded back into the... Into, I don't know what it is. I think the international break came at the wrong time for us and yeah. pretty much the right time for everyone else. Yeah. Um, very Spursy. Yes, spoken like a true sports supporter. Well done. Mm. Thought it was quite a bad-tempered game as well, um, which the ref didn't do a lot to help. He seemed to let an awful lot go, particularly in the first half. And I, I think, and I said this at the time on Saturday when I was watching, if the referee doesn't get a grip on Huth and Morgan really quickly and stamp this out, they're just going to do whatever they like for the rest of the game. And unfortunately, Bobby Madley did nothing. He just let shirt pulls and kicks. Well, he gave us a penalty. And, and, true. But Danny Rose committed one foul, got a yellow card. Son committed one foul, got a yellow card. Morgan must have committed half a dozen oh, well, um, and still didn't get a yellow card. I think it shows that Ranieri had sent them out with, with instructions because even Mares, when he eventually booked Mares, which I think was in the second half, he pointed, the referee pointed to three different places on the pitch as if to say, I'll let you away with that one, that one and that one. And you just think, well, why would you let him away with three? Maybe two at a stretch, but hey. But I, I felt it was all a bit bad-tempered and, and again, that didn't work in our favour either. What did work in our favour, I think, was the fullbacks. I thought that our two fullbacks had tremendous games again on Saturday both of them both defensively and going forward um, there was one moment in the, the first half where if memory serves Vertonghen played a long long ball across and Danny Walker took it very high on the run and Danny Walker, Danny Walker it's the, it's that's the, the combination fullback. of the two Cole Walker, Walker took it yeah. with Danny, Walker, uh, Danny Rose's legs <laughs> and sent a beautiful ball back in that, uh, that um, Deli Alley then 
side-footed against the bar. Would have been goal of the season if it had gone in, but mm. hey, it wasn't and it didn't. Agree. And, and, you know, I think a little shout-out for, for, for Dar at the back as well because certainly I was one of the people who felt with Alderweireld out of the team, we would, we would feel it badly. I think, we, with, I think we are feeling it because I think Alderweireld creates a kind of level of confidence that makes us look more purposeful going forward from midfield. And although Wanyama... Yeah, you know, the mistake aside on on, on on Saturday, but aside from that, I thought he had a really good. He game was again. terrific, and then that one mistake, and of course, we mm. literally make one mistake and get punished for it. It's yeah. awful, isn't it? But we should be capable of of scoring more than one goal in a football match. That is true. Just looking at the stats here in front of me, we had sixty four percent possession. I know that's not that doesn't mean a lot, but this next one does. We had seventeen attempts off target and four on target. They had five off target. They had one shot on target, and that was the goal. Um, they committed 20 fouls to our nine, which goes back to what we were saying earlier. They had one corner against our eight. So, I mean, just looking at those, if you didn't see the match, you'd know who dominated that game. Mm. Shall we just move on with our lives, forget it happened, and hope we can beat them at their place, yeah? Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, before we move on to looking at what's to come, maybe we should chat to uh, Harry Harris, who has been on the sports show over the last couple of weeks uh, to talk about his all-time Tottenham team, which is in a forthcoming book. So, hello, Harry Harris. Hello there. How are you doing? Harry, hi. It's Kieran Brennan here from the Spurs Show. Now, great. regular listeners to the show over the past few weeks will know that you've been calling in to talk about your greatest ever Spurs eleven, and we are on the eve of presenting those very people, aren't we? Is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow at Planet Hollywood, um, starting in the morning and running through the afternoon. So this is a big exclusive for you. We're going to name the team for you tonight. Well, without further ado, let's go through it. Um, well, it, it was a very, very tight vote, I've got to tell you. And, um, you know, Hugo Lloris has been marvels, really. I suppose they were having a very good start of the season, record start of the season, and are genuine title contenders. And he is captain of the team and, and in exceptional form. But the greatest goalkeeper, I think you won't be surprised because your five uh, winning um, uh, winning readers or listeners uh, went for Pat Jennings. And Pat Jennings it is. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, no, that's an obvious one. What about the defence? Not so easy in Spurs history to pick out four great defenders. Um, not at all. And uh, it might be a surprise because a lot of people would have gone maybe for Danny Blanche Flair in defence, um, maybe Gary Mabbott. Um, but it's Perryman, Viking, Ledley King and Cyril Knowles. Just repeat that again. Steve Perryman. Steve Perryman, the right back. Mike England and Ledley King at centre-back mm-hmm. and Cyril Knowles at left-back. That's uh, Again, I don't think you'd find too many Spurs fans who'd disagree with you on that. It's going to be a little more difficult now we move into midfield because quite a few more contenders, I would think. Oh, well, there's some, some great midfield players over the years. And, of course, it's the last year of White Hart Lane, as we know, so it's a really fitting choice. But, um, as I said, it's a very cross-section of votes from the players themselves, the fans and the pundits, and they went for Dave Mackay, Glenn Hoddle, Ozzy Ardiles, and Paul Gascoigne. Okay. Yep. And let's finish it off then with a couple of strikers. Well, up front is Jimmy Greaves, who who Hmm. is my personal uh, favourite. I watched him in the 60s and 70s. Uh, And just, you know, the only player that comes close that I've seen in recent years is Sergio Aguero, funnily enough. That kind of like... Not blistering pace, but uh, unbelievable pace over a short 
distance. And um, Greaves is certainly my, one of my favourite players, and he's been voted in there, along with Gareth Bale. And that might surprise a lot of people. Yes. But he's the only contemporary player there. And, and playing up front as well, rather than as a, as a wide midfielder, which is where he's had most of his success for Spurs. Well, it's the formation. We've got it in, in 4-4-2. We, we could have had it in 4-3-3 and not had, say, Mike England at centre-half. And Jürgen Klinsmann pulled 184 votes. Um, and, and he could easily have got into the attack if it, if it had three up front. On, on the subs bench were Hugo Lloris, Jürgen Klinsmann, Danny Blanchflair, Cliff Jones, Gary Mabbott, Gary Lineker, David Ginola and Luca Mudrick. Well, I'd put that team up against anybody. So, Harry, not all of those players are still with us, and obviously some of them won't be in a position to attend tomorrow, but how many are you going to have for the presentation? We've got 20 legends attending. Um, uh, Paul Gascoigne is is in a difficult place, as we know. Um, Poor old Jimmy Greaves. I I checked his latest state of health. It's not good. Um, He can barely talk and and can hardly get out of his wheelchair. It's really sad. That is very sad. Um, but both um, Jimmy and, and Gaza um, have given us messages, which we'll be putting up on the big screen. Uh, they're both highly grateful to be in the team and, and, and honoured to be in the team. Uh, likewise, Gareth Bale, he sent a message from Madrid. Um, and you, you would think he had other things on his mind. He's been shortlisted for World Player of the Year. Um, today he had his press conference for a whopping great big new contract. Um, but he's also very honoured to be in the uh, Spurs' greatest team. And this is all, of course, leading to a book, isn't it? Uh, it's in the book. That's, this is the point. Yes, it's all, lead, all points lead to the book. Um, Down Memory Lane uh, is actually out today. Um, and you can pre-order it now on, on Amazon. It's available now on Amazon. It will be at the book launch tomorrow. If, if any Spurs fans want to turn up and um, get a signed copy, they're more than welcome. Um, and we will. Ha- uh, Steve Perriman can't make it. He's now down in Exeter. He, he's been suffering Ill, Ill health recently as well. But he too has sent a message. Um, but the rest of the players will be there. Um, you know, Glenn Hoddle will be there. Ozzy Ardenas will be there. Uh, Pat Jennings will be there. And we're expecting possibly Leslie King to be there. Um, so you know, it's going to be a fair uh, smattering of, of players from all different areas. Cliff Jones, who made the substitute bench, will be there as well. Um, and uh, it'll be a big cross-section of legends. We're expecting about 20 Spurs legends, and it could be the biggest gathering of Spurs legends in one place ever before. Well, good luck with it, Harry, and thanks for all the time you've given us over the last few weeks, and good luck with the book. Yes, I'm, I'm sure you'll be down there recording the events tomorrow. We've got John Watson comparing. We've got a, a stand-up comic who's going to tell a few Spurs Arsenal jokes ahead of the big game. Uh, so it should be quite fun. We will definitely have someone there. Thanks for your time, Harry. Okay, it's a pleasure. And we're back. So we never really touched on the Liverpool game. And you know what? We're not going to because there's too much to look ahead to. Um, when the fixture list first came out, like every other Spurs supporter, I looked down and I didn't get much further than November because... As soon as we saw the November fixtures, I thought, oh my God, that is going to be a make or break month for us. And as you've probably guessed from all the references we've made to it today, we're recording this on the last day of October. So starting tomorrow, our make or break month begins. And just to run through what those fixtures are, first of all, we have on Wednesday where 
well, at home, in inverted commas, at Wembley, bar Leverkusen. Then we're away to the Woolwich Wanderers on Sunday. Then we're at home to West Ham on the 19th. Then we're at home again to Monaco on the 22nd. And then, uh, no, sorry, we're away to Monaco. And then we're away to Chelsea at the end of the month. So if we come through November in any sort of good shape at all, then the sky's the limit. But... There's the way things are going at the moment, there's absolutely no guarantee that we are going to come through November in any sort of shape. So let's take those one at a time, or at least let's concentrate on the first one. Well, the overall, the overall news, of course, is that we're not going to concede many goals. And that may be famous last words, but, mm-hmm. but if we're not going to concede many goals and we start scoring a few, then there's always a good chance we could win the lot. That is true. That is true. Um, when Danny Rose was interviewed on Match Today after the game, he said that we've got a big week coming up. And we really do. These two games... Um, Bayer Leverkusen at Wembley and then Arsenal at their place. Uh, if we lose both of those, that puts a very negative sound on the season. But if we don't lose both of those, and in fact, if we win both of those, sky's the limit, as I just said. So let's start with Bayer Leverkusen. Anybody have any thoughts on where, that, where we might be going with that one? I think much will depend on the state of the Wembley pitch after the NFL game there yesterday. <laughs> Although the good thing is it didn't rain. So, But the pitch is the same for both teams. Well, and, and and we don't we, we didn't really seem to have much home advantage when we played there against Monaco, did, did we? It, no, did, I mean it felt to me like a, like I was at a festival rather than I was at a Champions League game. It, it didn't it didn't have the the, the, the it, it was great in the, in the build up to it because oh look at all these Spurs fans and it's fantastic and all let's sing and dance about all of that and of course there was no real kind of centre of this is where the, the the real buzz is coming from in the ground. It was just dotted all over the place and. I don't know. As the it, it, it took them to go two nil up for for me to get my head back into the fact that we were in the middle of a Champions League game that we were losing. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. It did, yeah. I won't be like that on Wednesday. I think I think they'll be they'll be going in there. We're all there realizing now this is a proper match now, and you know whether whether that big pitch will affect them as it did against Monaco because Monaco were able to pick holes in 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 the side in a way that in that tight pitch of White Hart Lane it's much more difficult for teams to do. And Leverkusen did look really good in the second half. They did. We were lucky to get away away with the draw, weren't Mm, we? We were very lucky. I mean, that extraordinary save from Hugo, which is one of the best I've ever seen, I've got to say. Um, Hopefully, we won't be dependent on Hugo to keep us in at this time. And in fact, Mark, I would say we really need the three points here if we're going to progress. Uh, I agree with you. I think three points is an absolute must from from the remaining home games in the Champions League. But but Wednesday night is, is huge because they are the nearest team to us in the group. They're in third place. A point behind, a win puts them four points behind with two to play. So they've got to, still got to play Monaco again. So only one team can win that. Yeah. So it puts us in a great position, a win. Um, and hopefully, Harry Kane might be back. Well, I, I doubt that. He'd possibly be on the bench, I'd guess. But one person we know will be playing is Sissoko, because obviously he's, uh, he's suspended for the Premier League at the moment for a silly elbow on Harry Arthur, which... You could almost see he didn't even really mean. It seems a strange way to get a uh, to get a suspension. But having said that, it is what it is. He's now he's I would say a certain starter, and I for one would like to see something from him because, to my mind, I know, I know he hasn't played many minutes yet, but we haven't seen a great deal from him in a Spurs shirt as yet. No, it's it. it uh, I can't put a sentence well, together anymore. That just about sums and up. That sums up exactly yes. how I feel about Mr. Sissoko at yeah. the moment. I actually think he'll benefit from the wide open spaces of Wembley. Yes. I, I think it might suit his game a little bit more. 
Um, Mark, do you remember seeing him play against us for Newcastle? No, are you one of those people who only sees the Spurs player on the team? Are you talking about the 5-1 No, no, I'm talking about at at White Hart Lane. Any time I've seen him play at White Hart Lane, and and he started a couple and came on as a sub in a couple, and Mm. he's frightened the life out of me in opposition colours. Oh, he's big, he's quick, he's strong, and and he really needs to, as I said, show the form that he showed for France. Well, yes, in 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 the the Euros, he was extraordinary, wasn't he? Well, he had an amazing game against us at St. James's Park at the end of last season when, obviously, there were other factors at work. Yeah. However, and, but did, I can't remember, did he play in the White Hart Lane game when we lost that as well? He came on as a sub. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we need to see some of that from him because um, because that sort of power, that sort of battering ram, I think is what we need. We're clearly using the two fullbacks as we talked about earlier. We're going round teams now. We're getting to the ball and we're sending balls across, but we're not going through teams anymore. There's no clever passing. That doesn't seem to be happening. So if the clever passing isn't going to work, let's see if we can send a battering well, ram. We've got plenty of players who can do that. Um, what do we think about this? This this Do we need to lay this Wembley bogey? Because, you know, it is now quite a few games that we've played there without winning. And, yes, we absolutely. You know, Wembley is going to be our home next season. Um, I was hoping you weren't going to mention the Wembley pokey, mm. <laughs> um, but it's a thing. This, yeah, it's it, it is a thing, and it, and the longer it goes on, the, the harder it becomes. Um, it could end up like Gareth Bale. I mean, it could be brilliant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Remember the Bale bogey. Could take okay. twenty. Could take twenty-four games. <laughs> so we're all in agreement. Then we need to beat Bar Leverkusen on Wednesday, and we need Sissoko yeah. to do it for us. Over to you, Musa. And then moving on from there, we've got the small matter of the North London Derby at the place that I daren't even speak its name. Um, the ground that will hold 500 less than the other ground yes. in northwest London. I hate North London derbies. I hate the way I feel before them. I hate the way I feel during them. And I normally hate the way I feel after them. Um, although in recent years, there have been a lot of draws. They haven't beaten us in quite a while. They're clearly in a very good place. Um, this year is this the year we go there and beat them I don't know whether we're going to beat them but I certainly think that Sunday's game and the way Arsenal will approach it I think will suit us a lot more than the way Leicester Bournemouth and West Brom approach the three previous league games with us where Arsenal will come at us there will be space to play around them there'll be space for Rose and Walker to get forwards Um, and so long as we take our chances that Age old chestnut. There's definitely something in the game for us. Um, whether, it be, whether it be a, sorry, whether it be a point or a three points, you've got to have a, a certain element of luck to get the three points there. But there's certainly something there for us. If, they're, if, they're if not great defence, no. And if Kane is fit, he will be playing. And I, I agree with you. I think he won't start against um, Leverkusen on Wednesday, even if he is fit for it. I think he'll be held for that game. And he loves the score against the Arse, doesn't he? He really loves that. Yeah. So that's what we know. Look, we're unbeaten so far, and if we're still unbeaten in the league after Sunday, that will be a very good thing. We just looked at the league tables, actually, didn't we? Just before we started talking, and we made a comparison between ten game after ten games this season and ten games last season. And we're depends on which way you cut the cake, obviously, but we're sort of slightly better off than we were. Yeah. It's, in, in terms of number of points, we're, we're better off. In terms of goals conceded, we're, we're better off. We haven't quite as scored as many. Um, there are those that say all oh, the unbeaten. It's great to be unbeaten, and there are those saying too many draws. Yes, but one interesting thing is if you look at that table from last year, um, the team just behind us is Leicester City. After ten games, 
Leicester City were in, uh, we were in sixth and they were in seventh. And, uh, or the other way around. But anyway, look what happened to them afterwards. So let's do a Leicester, eh? Let's kick on from here. Now, in my day job, I work for football manager and I shouldn't really be here because we're bringing it out this Friday. But I just thought, might as well come on because at the very least then I can offer a copy of the game as a competition prize for all of the Spurs shows listeners. And this time around, I even thought of a question. So all of the players in Football Manager are rated in terms of current ability and potential ability. These are sort of secret ratings, but people can find them if they know how to. Anyway, it's a really simple question. In terms of current ability, who is currently the best player in the football in the Tottenham Hotspur squad on Football Manager? That's it. That's the question. Who's the best player in Tottenham Hotspur, according to Football Manager? Tweet your answers to at Spurs Show, and uh, we'll pick one out of all the correct answers, and you will receive a copy of the game by email. So, gentlemen, I'll keep my poker face here, and I won't give a yes or a no, but who do you think is the best player in Tottenham's squad? Hugo Lloris. That's one school of thought. Simon? Toby Alderweireld. Well, you'd be happy to know that they're both in the top three. Mm. Well, it's a bit obvious, really, isn't it? Mm. So I think we're sort of coming to the end here. Um, quick, quick question. On, on the um, Wayne Rooney thing, you know, if, and I appreciate wage and age probably means that he's, he's, he's not in contention for a, a trip down to London, certainly not to Spurs, but, but is that a kind of player that we could do with? Uh, yeah, 10 years ago. Now? The, the question. Current, the current Wayne Rooney, no. Where would no? He wouldn't fit into our system at all, would he? Would he be one of the three behind the striker? Play him up top with with Kane. So you no. go back back to it now. Not know. not for me. So, so I, mean, I don't know it? where this is coming from. You've oh, clearly I'm, been I'm, drinking. I'm, 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 I'm just curious. The one thing that we it seems to me we lack is a, is is a player who really has won an awful lot of stuff at club level and is and can just bring something else to the team when it all starts to fall apart a bit as it did at Chelsea last year and there's no question that a player like that works incredibly hard for 90 minutes there's no question that if he goes away from Manchester United I think he'll 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 have a buzz there'll be a there'll be something in him that will want to prove to people that he's got more to give for a couple of seasons and given the the fact that we have a very young squad, and given the fact that 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 a player like that could just bring something extra to it, and again, I do appreciate age and wage means that he's never going to be on Daniel Levy's radar. But I just wondered, and I just thought it would be an interesting question to. I ask don't like guys. buying players from mid-table teams anyway. So, <laughs> uh, a year ago, I'd have maybe have agreed with you, but not now. So there, on a entirely strange note. <laughs> introduced by simon oh hang on simon before we go there is one more thing yeah even stranger tell me about skyscraper city oh i just wanted to give a shout out to skyscraper city's new white heart lane thread for those of you listen to the show and who are familiar with it it, 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 you'll know how great it is for those of you don't go and have a look at skyscraper city the website if you want to see the um the uber arena in all its glory with updates thousands of pages mark was saying earlier on and it, 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 it's a kind of, if you're fascinated by that kind of thing, the notion that you've got kind of engineers and architects who are diehard Spurs fans talking authoritatively about this stuff in a kind of language that people like me can understand. And you get all of this amazing stuff happening, uh, you know, around the, around the ground all of the time, which is being interpreted and shown and talked about. You know, it's, it's good. Mark, you've seen it's it It's a as fantastic well. site. Well worth uh, spending a little time yeah. on. 
There you go. That'll be checking the post, guys, please. <laughs> so, there you have it. Um, ahead of what Danny Rose has said is going to be our biggest week of the season so far, uh, that's your Spurs show. We'll be back next week, hopefully with somebody who knows what they're doing in charge, and hopefully with three points in the Champions League and three more points in the Premier League. Premier League. You see? Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.